I could hear the whole tune in my head. It was all there, I could see all the notes, and I just had to get it out. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. What did you say your name was again? My name is... Reggie! Reginald Dwight. Reginald? That's my granddad's name. So that is a fat boy from nowhere. Get to be a soul man. Gotta kill the person you were born to be in order to become the person you want to be. I'm thinking of changing my name to Elton. But that's my name. Yeah, I know. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media. Today we are discussing Rocket Man, the 2019 biographical jukebox musical directed by Dexter Fletcher, written by Lee Hall, starring Taron Edgerton as Elton John. Here's the synopsis. A musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Two hours, one minute. This movie blew me away. Okay. So, I was not... It's almost impossible to not compare this to the 2018 Bohemian Rhapsody um, movie that was released with Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. They follow very similar paths in the rock star biographical um, nature. You know, the rise to stardom, kind of the rough upbringing, and then the sex and the drugs and the alcohol and the booze and the party and gets to him, and then, uh, you know... The big, the big breakup, the will he, will they not make it to the final performance kind of thing. It's very formulaic when it comes to that. So when I talk about the innovativeness in this, I pretty much am specifically talking about the musical aspects and the fantastical elements of this um, film. The Bohemian Rhapsody movie uh, actually had more of a, a biographical take on the entire film, on the entire nature of Queen. This is much more fantastical in the way it's um, presented. Dexter Fletcher was actually the director that had to step in for Brian Singer, the dire- director of Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Dexter Fletcher came in and help finish the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. So what it looks like is he said, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that, but let me show you what I can do if I got to do my own movie. And really we see an excellent take on what a jukebox biographical movie would look like. And I was blown away not only by the direction and the uh, cinematography and technical aspects of it, but also the acting I thought the performance of Taron Edgerton as Elton John was stellar. It was, it blew me out of the water because I was not expecting anyone to not quite mimic Elton John, but kind of 
try to embody the the person of Elton John. And I think in comparison to Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, which I love Rami Malek as an actor, but it really felt like they were trying to put him in the shoes of Freddie Mercury, which is something that's very hard to do. Um, they were trying to make him become Freddie Mercury as opposed to, you know, uh, kind of be more of a, a tribute to Freddie Mercury, which is much more what Taron Edgerton does. Um, for starters, Taron Edgerton actually sang his uh, sang the Elton John songs for the Rocket Man movie, as opposed to Rami Malek uh, lips lip sync the um, Queen songs, which I would not expect either one of these actors to you know sing. Um, you know, in in comparison to. These other, you know, they're trying to mimic some of the greatest performers of all time. So I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, knock them down for that. But you really do have to give Taron Edgerton, um, uh, you know, some real credit for putting in the work of at least attempting to use his own voice with this. And I was just absolutely blown away from that um, standpoint. I, um. I thought that he kind of did play more of a uh, an embodied tribute Elton John instead of like uh, a full on embodiment of it. I, I I don't know. Let me let me. Sorry, I might have that wrong. I think that I let, let me switch that up. I think Taron Edgerton embodied Elton John as opposed to Rami Malek's performance in Bohemian Rhapsody, which he was kind of mimicking Freddie Mercury. So that's that's pretty much how I feel about the two movies as a whole. Um, but um, I was I, I was about the same level of a fan for the Queen movie, the Bohemian Rhapsody, as I was for Elton John watching the Rocketman movie. But I found myself much more um, engrossed in the Elton John story and learning about his upbringing and I had no idea just the relationship he had with his folks and what kind of led him to become who he was eventually going to become and um I really appreciated uh the Rocket Man movie as a whole like I said the majority of the technical aspects all really impressed me there's uh all the musical scenes do an excellent job of not only giving you interesting detailed uh, backstory about, you know, our main character, but they're also entertaining and beautifully shot as well, which is with, uh, in addition to using the songs to, uh, creatively slide into the next scene. I felt like the editing in this was uh, seamless. It would just, the, in one part you would be in, you know, one part of the movie and you would go on this nice ride with the musical and all of a sudden you've gone along this journey and by the end of the song you have just completed a I don't know a five-year montage and they do an excellent job of explaining what's going on through the through the musical acts so uh, I would like to say that just seems like this was shot much more like a Broadway musical with you know a camera on set than anything, and that's what I kind of like about it. It's, um, I think Kingsman. It, if you look at a lot of action movies, they they are kind of choreographed like dances in the way they have to move. 
And so I think Kingsman was probably uh, a good um, leg up for Taron Egerton to use his, um, you know, kind of Broadway choreography skills because he's a good action um, actor and so he can move very quickly so he can also dance as well. And it just happens he can sing. So he's this guy's really coming up in the book. So I hope he gets at least an Oscar nom. Um, that would be great for him. Um, and most of all, that this um, this movie has been bringing, I don't know, just uh, it's made me want to check out more Elton John music. It's made me want to kind of find out more about him. I When I was watching the Bohemian Rhapsody movie at the end of it, I didn't really want to find out any more about him. I, did, I wasn't exactly engrossed. So it's very surprising to find out that the Bohemian Rhapsody movie was made for, I think, $50 million, And I'm sure there was reshoots and whatnot that were drove up the price. But it almost uh, went to make uh, $900 million worldwide. Um, and it opened with uh, $51 million um, in the U.S. And let me see in comparison to the Rocketman movie real quick. The Rocketman movie really was on a much smaller scale. It was only on a $40 million budget, which was surprising to me. I thought that this was a, this, it felt like a much bigger budget to me. It only opened to $25 million in the U.S., and it's only made $101 million worldwide so far. So it's really not being pushed as hard. So it's very surprising to see, for me personally, I, I, I've, uh, I've heard more podcasters talk about the the creativeness of Rocket Man as opposed to the Bohemian Rhapsody problems that they suffered, but um, which is kind of I don't know. You're you're comparing their first album to a second album uh, when it, when I'm talking about you know creative projects because it's kind of by the same people if you want to look at the nitty gritty because it's still the same director. Um, but anyways, we have. Taryn Edgerton is El- Elton John. Like I said, he's spectacular. Jamie Bell is Bernie Taupin, his uh, a writer. Um, Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. Uh, he plays John Reed, which is El- was Elton John's uh, manager and lover for some time. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard with an English accent as his mother. And we have some young... Young men that were playing young Reggie, which was uh, Elton John. Uh, young Reggie was uh, played by Matthew Illinsley, and uh, older Reggie was Kit Connor. Um, and I thought both of those actors did a very good job. I never felt like they were uh, excessively acting in, in uh, the way they were portraying um, Elton John. Um, like I said, the technicals in this really blew me away, and I think that's why it's kind of winning me over from a uh, the that standpoint. The um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't know. I, I talked about some of the the problems and the way it was um, portraying gay men, which is which is weird. It, it was the majority of that movie was directed by a gay man, uh, Brian Singer, with all his fucking problems and. 
the crazy things we've heard about him. I don't know. We'll just kind of put that on the shelf. But um, it's ironic that Dexter Fletcher came in and said, you know, let me show you how it's really done. Or, you know, let me show you how to really portray something like that. And uh, I don't know. So I'm very curious to hear what uh, everyone else has to say. I've heard more than not um, a lot more people say that they've liked they have enjoyed Rocket Man over Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I would undoubtedly recommend it. There was just like two or three scenes that had me like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, a beautiful ass movie. I, and I want to listen to these songs over and over and I want to check it out again. And so if you're thinking about it, I would absolutely check it out. Um, it, it, it blew my socks off from the technical standpoint. And so, um, let me know what you think. Um, Let's talk about the spoilers for um, Rocket Man real quick. So I kind of I didn't really spoil it, but I mean, I everyone knows Elton John majority if you are you know this far in the cast, and if you don't, you know basically he's lived the life of a homosexual rock star. Um, I thought they were a couple things about the movie that stood out. Let me say the first time I realized this was going to be, um, different than most, uh, bio docs and maybe something like walk hard. something that, I mean, first of all, it's rated R second, the, uh, and there's not many rated R musicals, maybe walk hard. Um, but what was the other one? Uh, the, the scene with Taron Egerton, uh, with Elton John playing, I don't remember which, which, uh, song he was playing, um, uh, I don't, it might have been Tiny Dance, I don't think it was Tiny Dancer, it was Rock, uh, Benny and the Jets, maybe, I, I can't remember which one it was, uh, anyways, it was the one that, um, he's getting ready, he's holding a key out. He's, I mean, he's getting ready to let the beat drop, basically, and he's floating off of the piano, and the rest of the crowd is floating at the same time, and everyone's starting to float it, float up into the air for, I don't know, six, hovering six inches up the ground, and he's like surprised, the camera pans down, and it shows him that he's surprised of, you know, the power that he has with holding this one note, and then when he brings that back down, and then everyone's like, Shoo! and it was just the, one of the coolest scenes I think we've ever seen in a musical. I can't remember too many musicals that have really just gone to the crazy, fantastical um, elements that this did. And I, I, you know, I enjoyed it when it did that. It really showed that they weren't afraid to use some of the budget, and they were creative with how they did it. I thought some of the transitions in between, like when he was becoming, uh, you know. Uh, teenage Reggie to Elton uh, to uh, what's it called uh, to Terrence, uh, you know the Saturday, Saturday da, da, you know the, the, it was the uh, the transition in that was uh, seamless and there was another transition of showing um, him going to stardom. I mean, there's this is just like a typical uh, uh, you know rock star life, you know them going to stardom and you know showing all of the the craziness that they get to do and. Um, I, I liked it how they didn't have to dwell on the too much. It was, 
they were good at reiterating how many drugs or how often he was doing drugs. It wasn't just like, you know, one montage of him doing drugs. It was like he was constantly doing it. Um, it showed him very interested in uh, having, you know, lots of sex. And I thought that they did a pretty good job of showing that. And they went pretty far with showing some of the uh, um, gay sex between him and... Uh, uh, John, was it John Reed? Richard Richard Madden's character um, from Game of Thrones. Um, they weren't afraid to, you know, show a couple of dudes making out. And, you know, points for the movie having, um, having you know, the will, will withdrawal to have that in the movie and not just pull away immediately. Because I felt like... For the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, it was like, uh, it felt very much like, I don't know, Rami Malek and whoever was on screen, you know, just pecking at each other. It, it felt very awkward and it didn't feel very natural. I don't know. But anyways, this movie did a very good job of showing the toxic masculinity between um, the two men and... That was something that has been kind of growing within movies, and it's showing. Uh, I don't know what how to put this in a way that makes sense, but it's been showing. There is a lot of when there's two gay men on screen. There seems to be some toxicity, if that's the right word, that happens toward the third act, and it somehow gets. Normally, it gets violent, honestly. And, I mean, I don't want to take away from the real story of what happened with uh, Elton John. Apparently, there was a little bit of uh, abuse between the two um, coming from the other part, the other party, evidently. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. It's just what's shown on screen. But, um, yeah, it's... It's somewhat of a problem in media, and I kind of am a little tired of it, and I, I, I just now started to hook on to that um, cliche movie trope, I guess. And uh, I don't know, a little tired of it. Um, kind of straying away from it. They didn't really go into the good aspects of his um, relationships. We're with Elton John for the majority of his pretty tough uh, childhood upbringing and his early years of being a rock star. And we see how his relationship forms with his mother, father, both assholes, different ways. But um, his mother just, in that one scene that really... Um, there's many scenes in this movie that I could just point point out and say this was amazing because this, that, and the other, but among many of them was the scene of him coming out to his mother officially. I mean, she, he, you know, he says in the phone booth and the camera just stays on him the entire time. I love this scene. It, you know, he says, you know, um, mom, I'm a homosexual. I'm a faggot. I'm a this, I'm a that. He uses like a bunch of different slurs for, um, being gay, and he's, um, um, very frank about it, and 
his mother is just cold hearted saying you know you'll never be loved properly or something like that and ooh the the camera just sticking and staying right on his face and you know through the phone booth it's heartbreaking to watch but i mean from a cinematic standpoint i loved it and uh i hope that's what gets um Taryn the emmy knob um, another scene that I really liked, uh, when he was, you know, anytime the filmmakers get around water, they got to have that main character jump in cause they can't not do it. Cause it just looks beautiful shooting underwater. Um, Booksmart just did this, uh, not too long ago with a scene, um, shooting underwater. Um, I loved, I, I, I the, they rocket man pretty much did it again. They, um, have this self-reflective scene when he's doing Tiny Dancer with his younger self. And it was, you know, some of the music, you know, didn't always land perfectly with the notes, but I felt like it was enough, it was cared for enough, and it was a good enough tribute that it made me want to go listen to the real stuff. And I can't, I can't get Elton John's music out of my head now. I mean, Tiny Dancer... In my head, I mean, it's it's just going like is, it's just like there's so many different melodies going on and, um, like I I love that your song, you know, um, and then of course Rocket Man. I mean, I just thought there was just so many times that there was memorable scenes in this movie, and I I don't know really why it's sticking with me a lot better than. Bohemian Rhapsody, except for the the performance that Taryn gives, that's just really magnetic. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I honestly can't wait to rewatch it. So um, yeah, I gave this an eight out of ten, and I'm leaning toward a nine out of ten. I'm not really sure if I can bump that up though. I, I think there was a few things. The, the beginning was a little rocky, and it you know maybe ten minutes could have been shaved, but honestly. The, the music had me going the entire time. I just enjoyed it. Um, I'd say maybe why I didn't give it a 9 or a 10, because it, it, felt, it felt sort of abrupt in the way that it ended, and um, I didn't feel like we get too many um, scenes with him having a good relationship with anybody. I mean, it starts with him in rehab, and he's having all these... Oh, and the costumes. The costuming department had a ball in this movie. They got all of his... Uh, Elton John's attire, very, um, you know, extra flamboyant, but, you know, they got it all down to a T. Um, And they have all of his, a couple of his biggest performances shown. Um, And I honestly just, um, I had a great time. And, uh, yeah, I'm... I couldn't recommend it enough. I'm I'm curious to see, except with the exception of them not showing many positive um, relationships. Um, I would have liked to see him have a little bit more fun because it looks like he didn't have a great time. I mean, there looks a lot of the time that he was miserable doing um, being a rock star. So um, money really can't buy you happiness. And I guess it, Sir Elton John, you know him. He's a knight now. He's uh, been knighted or something like that, and he's got all the money in the world. Got more fans than you could imagine, and he still was. Um, you know, pretty unhappy. So, um, yeah, I, 
I liked seeing this inside glimpse inside Elton John's world. I saw that he was an executive producer on there, so hopefully the majority of this is, you know, somewhat accurate to what um, his real life was. So, um, yeah, if you like this uh, podcast, please check out the additional podcast we have coming out. We have Booksmart coming out real soon. I know that was a big hit from uh, uh, Directorial's debut uh, from... uh, Olivia Wilde, and uh, we just covered Godzilla, King of Monsters, Dark Phoenix 2019. We have tons of more podcasts coming down the tube. Be sure to stay subscribed to listen and get all the good stuff. Um, Yeah, if you're feeling inclined to donate, please do to uh, the link below. We have all of the uh, social media links, all the socials um, um, linked below. And, uh, yeah, any corrections will obviously be in the show notes as well. So thank you for listening to the Luck Dog Podcast. Please check us out. Comments, questions, concerns, email us, the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter us, Lucky Dog Podcast. Facebook, Facebook group link is below. Twitch, twitch.tv slash Lucky Dog Podcast. Instagram, instagram.com slash the Lucky Dog Podcast. So be sure to check us out on there, all the social medias. We do all that, and uh, yeah. Can you even In my So how does it feel to be a star? It's never going to last. Let's just enjoy it while we can. sleeping arrangements get out. All of this is gone. I just hope you realise you're choosing a life of being alone forever. Don't you want to just sing without this ridiculous paraphernalia? People don't pay to see Reg Dwight. They pay to see Elton John. Sorry. I How much pressure I'm under? Not really. I'll still be collecting my 20% long after you've killed yourself. Maybe I should have tried to be more ordinary. You were never ordinary. Boy, you were. <laughs> Look at you now.